thoughts become things and your beliefs will strongly impact your ability to achieve happiness, success, anything. If you believe you can do something, you can. If you believe life is hard, it will be hard. It's literally as easy as that and I say it all the time. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Finch, and in today's episode, we are talking all about limiting beliefs, what limiting beliefs are and why they can be destructive to both your personal and professional growth, productivity, and self-confidence. So we don't want those anymore. We're also going to talk about how to identify limiting beliefs you may have and also the seven most common limiting beliefs that I hear and that are talked about that people tend to have when it comes to productivity and how to shake them. So without further ado, this is the Self-Made CEO Podcast episode 39. Stay tuned. My name is Adrian Finch and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. We are back with another solo episode from me. I've had a bunch of awesome guests on recently and I just recorded a couple more with guests, but I figured I would stick a solo episode in between because I think that switching it up and varying it is good and I think you guys like that as well. So here I am. Before we get into it, I have a really exciting announcement. If you guys remember, I was talking about wanting to travel with you, wanting to you know, put together a trip, kind of a retreat style, tropical vacation type trip with a lot of adventure and a lot of workshops by me. And thanks to the company Trova Trip working with me on this, it is actually going to be able to happen officially and the location that you guys chose is Bali. So I'm not even kidding. This is happening. October 6th through 12th, I am hosting a Bali trip And if you guys are interested in getting more details, we're basically putting together the last bit of logistics right now on what the workshops are and what the itinerary is. We're doing a lot of exploring, but a lot of beach time and relaxation and also workshops. So if you guys are interested in basically getting more information when we figure it out, which will be in the next couple days, then go ahead and click the link in the show notes to add your email address to basically this little mailing list so that you'll be the first to know when the trip actually goes live and you can book it. Um, I'm going to be answering so many questions also about this over on my Instagram page. So if you want to head over there and follow me at Adrian Finch, you can find out even more details. But really, I um, encourage you to put your email into the email collection so that you get notified about everything everything and the company can actually keep you informed and that's where all of the customer service will kind of happen. So there will be a lot more details. If you put your email address in, it does not mean you are committed to the trip. It doesn't mean you booked it. So don't worry about that. It's just so that you can be notified as we come up with all the details. So it's so exciting. I cannot wait to do this. Something I'm so passionate about is speaking live to people, whether it's an audience or just with an intimate group. And I want to be able to help you guys on more of a one-on-one kind of basis. And As you also know, um, I'm going to be doing some mini courses. I may end up doing more than one course, but I'm going to do kind of some live event style courses on my website. And I also have a survey for that to kind of see like what kind of courses you guys would want to 
um, see and what your budget would be and what you want to learn from me. So I'm also going to put that survey link in the show notes. I would love if you're interested in something like that. I would love if you filled it out. It's very, very brief, but it just helps me get an idea of what kind of stuff you guys want to learn because I'm here for you and I want to help you in any way that you need or see fitting. So let's just get right on into the podcast. I almost said video as always. <laughs> so this is all about limiting beliefs. You can also call a limiting belief a fixed mindset. There are probably many ways to explain this thing. But what is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is basically any belief that you have about yourself, about society, about money, the way the world works anything that limits your potential because it's something that you believe and it's limiting your potential. It's limiting what you're capable of doing. So in this episode, I'm going to be speaking of limiting beliefs in terms of productivity. And the reason why is because I've been reading this book by Michael Hyatt called Free to Focus. It is incredible. I highly recommend. Uh, But it's called Free to Focus, A Total Productivity System to Achieve More by Doing Less. So basically, I'm kind of attempting to have a little bit of a productivity makeover here with for myself. And what I found from reading this, first of all, it's full of so much good information. I'm definitely going to be making more episodes about some of the stuff in here because it is just eye-opening about what productivity even is and how it doesn't actually mean, you know, getting more stuff done. It's about like doing actually doing less but doing the right things. And that's what productivity is at its core. So I found from reading this that a lot of the limiting beliefs that I personally have around productivity are also affecting other areas of my life. So basically, I'm going to be talking about these, the ones that are outlined in this book, because they're the most common limiting beliefs around productivity. But just keep in mind that once you learn what these are, and once you just learn really what limiting beliefs are in general, you will start to notice other beliefs you might have. And you'll start to hopefully be able to kind of recognize it and start to reframe them into positive, uh, you know, statements and beliefs. And you'll be able to like shake all the negative limiting fixed mindsets. So I just want you to bear that in mind that this is mostly geared towards productivity, but it really does, you know, it's all the same. It's all universal. It affects every aspect of your life. So back to what is a limiting belief? It's, you know, a belief you have about anything and it limits your potential. So one example I see with a lot of people is having a fixed money mindset that I would call it. I would call it a fixed money mindset. And a fixed mindset is basically the same thing as a limiting belief. You have this mindset, you have this idea about the way the world works and that's what you believe. And so it's hard for you to think outside of the realm of that belief. It's hard for you to think that other things are possible. Um, And with a fixed money mindset... I, I hear this a lot. You believe something wholeheartedly because it's what you've heard your whole life, right? So let's say that, you know, growing up, maybe as a kid and teenager, maybe something you heard in your family or, you know, with your friends was, oh, we can't afford that. We can't do this. We can't go here. Like we can't, can't, can't because we can't afford, right? That's something that I think is pretty common. Like, you know, a lot of families, if you, if your friends are going on a vacation and you can't, it's like, well, we can't afford that. But what ends up happening sometimes is when you're hearing we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't afford this over and over as a child especially without even realizing it that can limit your belief that you could ever be rich or successful or be able to afford things because you're just you have ingrained in your brain that I can't afford this, I can't do this, I can't have nice things 
And without even realizing it, it actually affects your conscious ability to like believe that now as an adult or as a, you know, college student or teenager or whatever, that you are capable of affording things and you are capable of having wealth and having money and, you know, being successful. So that's just some, that's one example that I find a lot. And I think that I definitely have a fixed money mindset that I'm trying to shake. And, you know, it's tough, but it, the first step is just realizing that you may have that belief. And so sometimes, like I said, with these beliefs, you know, we have them without even being fully aware of it. And another one that happened to me kind of was like, I had someone tell me for the longest time that, you know, when I wanted to go to college and I wanted to move to Los Angeles, be in California where the weather was better and whatever, and I wanted to pursue like screenwriting and film school and all this stuff in entertainment, I had someone tell me that like I only wanted to go to California for the glamour and the fame and that I was superficial. Like literally someone said I was a brat for like wanting to be all glamorous and be in the sun and whatever um, and that I was superficial. And literally that couldn't have been further from the truth, uh, which is funny. But like looking back, luckily I didn't let it get to me back then because I knew why I wanted to be here. I knew why I wanted to move to California and those things that that person was saying were not true. But, you know, these things can get to you and they can affect your subconscious and your beliefs sometimes without even knowing, especially if someone repeatedly tells you something over and over again, especially as a child. If you're not exposed to anything else and you're hearing these things constantly, it's really easy to develop these fixed mindsets. But I want you to know that it is just as easy to shake them. We just have to be aware and I'm going to talk a little bit about how we can do that. So in order to kind of... um, you know, understand how to shake these, we really want to understand where they come from. So it's important to recognize where these beliefs are coming from. And each one may have, you know, a slightly different place, but it's it's really cool to start to reflect and really wonder, where is this coming from? Like, I think I have kind of a fixed money mindset. It's, you know, I feel weird about money. I feel bad asking people to spend money on me or to, you know, even buy my product or buy my course. I always feel like guilty or I feel like no one can afford it. And it's really interesting to sit there and just reflect and think, what is it in my life? What happened in my past? Or what did people tell me? What has created this limiting belief, this fixed mindset? And, you know, I may not have the exact answer. I may have some idea of it. But as I mentioned, it can come from a number of places. Things you were told as a kid or learned as a kid. We are easily influenced beings. Like humans are like sponges and we're going to take in the feedback we get, especially as a young kid. We often develop these beliefs about ourselves and we genuinely believe that they're true. Like if someone tells you that you're bad at math, if your math teacher is like, you're bad at math, you know, as a kid, like you're going to genuinely believe that. Some people won't, but some people will. And then you might go through your whole life really just thinking like, oh no, I'm just bad at math. When it's like, well, actually, you know, you're probably not that bad. And also you can easily become good at it. But because someone was telling you that you're bad at math, you suddenly really believe that that's true about yourself, right? So if we don't address these voices in our heads, we'll never get a clear picture of where we are now, which means we'll never be able to navigate to where we want to go either. So we really have to work on quieting these voices and quieting these, you know, resisting thoughts and these limiting beliefs. So as Michael Hyatt, the author of this book, says, the biggest obstacle in our efforts to become productive may very well be our mindset. 
We don't intend for this to happen, but our lives become driven by a collection of beliefs we have about ourselves and our situation. These are limiting beliefs because they limit our potential and establish false, constricting boundaries that prevent us from accomplishing bigger and better things. So he says that very perfectly. I think that our mindset really dictates almost like almost 100% of what we do. And that's why this podcast is so focused on mindset because if we can really crack down on, you know, getting a total mindset makeover and just thinking more clearly and having, you know, being more intentional in our daily lives with everything we do, we can accomplish more and we can be more successful. So our job is to shake these beliefs and it won't happen overnight, but we can begin the process of like recognizing what they are, like I said, and start reframing these beliefs and switching them to positive ones. Remember, I just want to emphasize again and again that thoughts become things. I don't care if this sounds stupid or corny or whatever. It is absolutely true. Thoughts become things and your beliefs will strongly impact your ability to achieve happiness, success, anything. If you believe you can do something, you can. If you believe life is hard, it will be hard. It's literally as easy as that and I say it all the time. So now I'm going to go through the seven most common limiting beliefs that people have about productivity and about their productivity and therefore their ability to be successful and how you can reframe these beliefs into what Michael Hyatt calls a liberating truth. So we're going to take these limiting beliefs and turn it into a liberating truth and we're going to feel free when we realize that the liberating truth is the truth and not the belief that we have. So There are, of course, so many more limiting beliefs than just these, but these are the most common and these are the ones that are listed in the book, Free to Focus. And if you guys want to pick up the book, I will link it in the show notes. I highly recommend, again. So the first limiting belief is, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. I also like to say, I'm too busy. Oh, I'm so busy. This one is super relatable to me because I just... I honestly feel like everyone, no matter their age or role or like what they do, feels like they're too busy. Like it always just feels like there aren't enough hours in in a day. There isn't enough time. And I don't know about you guys, but like do you ever see those people that seem to literally juggle everything? They are like – and you're like, how the heck do they have two jobs, five kids, two dogs? They meal prep every meal. They go to the gym. They look flawless all the time. They post on social media. They have a social life. They go on dates. Like – I see these people and I literally don't understand. Like, I'm like, how the heck are they juggling all of this, right? But um, you have to remember, this is kind of uh, some breaking news and it's kind of a scary thought, but everyone on planet Earth, every single person on planet Earth has the same 24 hours in a day that you do. It's kind of scary, right? The president, Elon Musk, any Gandhi, like everyone has the same 24 hours in a day that you have. So what is happening here then, right? Like why why do you feel like, you know, you're too busy and you just don't have time? Well, number one, we have this belief that we don't have enough time because it's a belief and therefore we don't have enough time because we believe that we don't have enough time. We believe that we're too busy to do this or that. And if you're believing that you just don't have time, you're not going to make time and you won't have time, right? And this belief honestly is coming from our lack of prioritization and remember you are in charge of where you spend your time you are right and and later on I'm going to talk about kind of a belief around if you aren't in charge of your time like if you aren't self-employed if you have a job I'm going to talk about that because that is very relevant but for the most part in our lives right we're in charge of where we spend our time 
you're allowed to say no to people or social things or, you know, you're allowed to prioritize, right? And the excuse shouldn't be I'm too busy, but more so the liberating truth, which is that I'm not prioritizing this right now. Like instead of being – instead of saying I'm too busy, and I talk about this in one of my other episodes, the episode that's called Mastering the Art of Saying No, it's something I'm still working on every single day, but it's like – I recommend switching kind of that phrase from like, oh, I'm too busy, I can't, I can't, I can't, to like, you know, honestly, I'm choosing not to prioritize this right now, but maybe in a couple months or whatever. So if it's a limiting belief that you're struggling with, this like feeling too busy or just not having time, I really recommend uh, listening to that episode because it really helps you take control of your time. And so with this limiting belief, we're going to switch it right now from I just don't have time to instead saying... I have all the time I need to accomplish what matters most. I have all the time that I need to ma- to accomplish what matters most. I mean, what a truth, right? Like, what matters the most to you, what you are prioritizing, you have all the time in the world for. If you like going and hanging out with your friends, I bet you probably hang out with your friends a lot when you're free, right? When With the time that you have. So you just have to remember, like, if in terms of productivity, in terms of you know, adding things to your plate, just remember, I have all the time I need to accomplish what matters most. Think about all the like world leaders and people who, you know, seem to do it all. Well, they again, they have the same amount of time in a day as you. So they have all the time that they need to accomplish what matters most to them, right? So why don't we? We do. That's the beauty of it. (laughs) Okay. Limiting belief numero dos is I'm just not that disciplined. Also, if you hear something in the background, my computer is doing that like noise where it sounds like it's about to take off. I don't know why. I think it's stressing because I'm recording this. So the fan is blowing really loud. I apologize. But yes, limiting belief number two, I'm just not that disciplined. I just don't have the discipline to do this, to do this, that, the other, right? I love this one because I think that I, more than anyone, felt like this for so long. But guess what? Newsflash, major breaking news, human beings have a thing called willpower. Oh, hello. Believe it or not, you can will yourself to do just about anything that's physically possible and you're just choosing not to do it. And that's sometimes a harsh truth to face, but it is the truth. Like, you can do things that you think you don't have the discipline to do. You're just choosing not to do it, right? And I used to say this literally all the time. I'd be like, I cannot wake up early. Nope, I just can't. I simply do not have the discipline to do it. Like, I just don't. Every time my alarm goes off, I push snooze. Nope, I don't have the discipline. But guess what? Like, I quite literally do and could have the discipline since I, as a human being, can will myself to do anything. So if I, going back up to number one, I have all the time I need to accomplish what matters most. If I decided that waking up early really was what mattered most, then I have the discipline to do it, right? I have the willpower to do it. I'm just choosing not to. (laughs) And more than just that, I'm choosing to believe that I cannot. I'm literally sitting there saying like, nope, I can't. I did that for so long. That was for so long my excuse. I just accepted, nope, I'm not a morning person. Nope, it's fine. Just accept it. But I still wanted to change so badly. I wished that I was a morning person. But I was choosing to believe nope, I'm not and I can't and I'm not disciplined enough and therefore I never did it because having that belief, that limiting belief that I can't, 
literally made me not even try right like why would I ever try if I genuinely believe that there's no way on earth that I can do this so I thought that was like wow very eye-opening it's just you know it's actually your choice if you have discipline or not is your choice so how are you going to make any changes in your life if you genuinely believe that you aren't disciplined or couldn't possibly be disciplined well you won't you won't be able to And if you have a daunting to-do list and you don't want to complete it, this is something that happens kind of a lot. It may make you feel like you're just not that disciplined, like, oh, I'm not disciplined enough to finish this whole to-do list, blah, blah, blah. But think about this. Here's another way to kind of frame this. Think about when you have a full day of things that you want to do and you enjoy doing. Like if you're on vacation and you have all these activities and you're going to go to the pool and you're going to go hiking, you have all these things to do and you enjoy doing them. So you don't see yourself complaining about not having discipline then, right? Like, If you love sunrise hiking, I don't know, then you're going to wake up and go sunrise hiking and you're not going to complain about it. We only use that word discipline to talk about things we don't want to do, which I think is so fascinating. If you just realize that, like discipline, it's only for things you don't want to do. That's what that's what we say. But but that's just like it's not accurate. We have the discipline We're just choosing not to do things. We have the discipline to do the things that we want to do in our lives, right? And so in this book, Free to Focus, Michael Hyatt kind of outlines these four zones of productivity. And I won't get super into it, but pretty much out of the four zones, your goal is to mostly be in the desire zone. You want most of your tasks on a day-to-day basis and the things that you do for work to be things that fit the desire zone, which basically just means tasks that you're both proficient in and passionate about doing. So things you like doing and things you're good at. That's the desire zone. That's where you want to be. So we can switch this limiting belief to the liberating truth of, Working in my desire zone doesn't require much discipline. AKA, if if what I'm doing in a given day fulfills me or if I'm good at it or if I enjoy it, then discipline isn't required and it will flow easily. So back to the waking up early example with me, once I started habit batching my waking up early with going to the gym, which I love, I love going to base camp and doing my workout classes, Once I started pairing waking up early with those workout classes, I started loving waking up early because I was looking forward to my workout. So I would I would definitely say like with full confidence, I would say right now that me waking up early for the gym does not require discipline. Like I don't need to be disciplined because I genuinely want to do it. I want to wake up and I want to go. So if we can be focusing, you know, most of our tasks, if if most of our tasks are in the desire zone, then discipline isn't really required. It's just not. So let's try switching from saying I'm just not that disciplined to, you know, something like working on things that I love and I'm good at doesn't require much discipline. And of course, there are always going to be things that you might have to do that that you don't love or that, you know, you're not that good at. And you could say that requires discipline, but you should not be saying that you are not that disciplined because you that's a choice it's a choice and we can always like with the whole four zones and this book goes more into that so I'm not even going to try because I can't explain it as well but remember that those tasks that we don't want to do sure there will always be some but ultimately to be hyper hyper productive our goal is to be eliminating or delegating those tasks so that really we are just doing the stuff that's in our desire zone you know All right, moving on to limiting belief number three. 
And this one is huge. I mean, these are all huge. These are all things that I hear all the time and that I've also said myself. And this one is, I'm not really in control of my time. So I kind of touched on this earlier. Not everyone is, you know, self-employed or a CEO or in charge of many of the hours of their day. If you are an employee or, you know, anything where someone else is kind of dictating your time, then, you know, obviously it's a lot easier to kind of make the excuse of like, oh, well, I don't control my time. So therefore, you know, I can't do this or I can't be more productive or, you know, I can't take on this extra skill, like learn this skill or take on this whatever, you know. So I I feel like what happens here is that people forget that like they still have time that they're in control of, you know. Like if you work a job, you're falling victim to this to this belief that like, oh, well, I'm not in control of my time, so it won't work. Nothing will work. But it's like you actually have a say in how you live your own life. Like you have time when you get home from work. You have time in the morning. You have a lunch break. You have the weekend. And you are absolutely in charge and in control of that time. So just because you're not in control of majority of your time or maybe your majority of your day does not mean that you're not in control of the time that you do have. There is going to be time that you are in control of and it's up to you to actually take control of that and make it count. So again, this is one of those things that like if you're choosing to have the limiting belief that, you know, you can't, you just can't make it work because you're not in control of your time, that's a choice. You're not, you're choosing not to control the time that you are in control of. Does that make sense? Could I say the word control one more time? (laughs) Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to switch this limiting belief of I'm not really in control of my time and switch it to I have the ability to make better use of my time, right? So you have the ability. If you want to get home and go to the gym, you can. And you might think you're too tired or this or that, but I'm just saying that's a choice. If you want to take control of that time and you want to go to the gym, you can go to the gym. You are in control of that and you have the ability to make better use of the time that you do control and it's hard I mean I get it like I totally get it when I worked a full-time nine to six or whatever job I was exhausted when I got home but so I'm not saying you need to go like you know be the most productive person ever go work out meal prep and do all these things I don't care what you do in your free time just be aware that you are in control of that time and you are choosing to do what you're doing versus making the excuse that you're not in control of it right that's all I'm saying Okay, we're going to take a quick break right now. We will be right back. Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Kroger can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Kroger has got you covered. So order for free pickup at Kroger.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. back. Hello. 
hello. Thank you for being here still. So moving right along to limiting belief number four is that highly productive people are just born that way. Highly productive, highly successful, everyone who, you know, it works for, everyone who has accomplished something in their life, oh, well, they were just born that way. All right, heck no. This is one of the worst limiting beliefs because it is just simply, like, so far from the truth. Basically, like, we just have to remember and realize that people who are leaders and CEOs and successful and make a lot of money or whatever it is that you define as someone who is successful or someone who's a a leader in some industry, they're not superhumans. They're not any different than you or me. They have the same 24 hours in a day that you have. Again, right? They're not just born with some psychic, psych, psychic, psychotic, like crazy ability to be productive and to achieve greatness and success. No, it's something that anyone can, can have in their life. Anyone can develop a skill and develop, you know, with the right focus, anyone can create this success for themselves. And that's what we talk about all the time. So these people like just simply found their own way to develop their own potential and you can too. So we're going to switch this limiting belief from highly productive people are just born that way to productivity is a skill that I can develop. You know, you can develop it. It's not that you know, someone else had circumstances that were better than yours. There will always be people in a better circumstance than yours doing what you want to do. There will also always be people in a worse circumstance than you doing what you want to do. No matter what, there is someone out there achieving your dreams right now. And whether they went to college, didn't go to college, grew up with money, didn't grow up with money, it doesn't matter. You guys are all capable of achieving things and and having high productivity and being successful the next limiting belief number five is saying I tried it before and it didn't work so having kind of that mindset that if you try something once and it fails that that's the only way to do it and that you're never going to be able to achieve it because you tried it once and it failed and that is just so false and so not the mentality to have high achievers I can promise you do not have that mentality you don't just give up because one thing didn't work right in fact you don't even give up trying that one thing sometimes if you try a technique or you try to learn a skill and you're just bad at it once like one time is not enough to then decide to give up and be like oh well it just didn't work for me I'm just not good at that that is such a restricting limiting belief and that you need to shake that right now because first of all you should be trying things more than once you may not be great at something the first time but if you try it again and you practice and you focus and you refine your skill you could be great at it you could develop that into a skill that you have you can develop your productivity the same way if you try some productivity method and it doesn't work for you it doesn't mean that you can't be more productive it doesn't mean that you can't get more out of your day you just have to find the right solution that works for you but you cannot cut yourself off before you even try you cannot just take one sample size of one thing you tried that didn't work and then say well it's never gonna work I'm never gonna be productive because that just won't help you it just literally won't help you get there you need to keep looking for what will work and don't stop until you find it like be ruthless okay so if you've been discouraged by things that have failed so far try switching from oh well I tried this and it didn't work to I can get better results by trying a different approach right try a different approach try it don't don't let yourself down don't fail yourself 
by just giving up after one thing, one attempt. Like you got to keep going in order to, you know, achieve these things. Limiting belief number six is, I, I say these are all my favorite, but this is really one of my favorites because I feel like I do this all the time. And that is to say something like, you know, my circumstances won't allow it right now, but they're only temporary. AKA, you know, I can't do this right now or I can't build this new business right now or I can't start this workout right now or I can't, you know, become more productive right now because I'm too busy or because I have a lot going on or whatever. But in a month, I'll be more free to or in a month, I'll have the money to do it. So basically putting it off, postponing, putting something off, thinking that your situation is temporary. And this can sound positive because it kind of sounds like it's hopeful for the future. Like, oh, it's only temporary though. I know I will be able to do it. But don't be fooled because you're it's actually super destructive. It's allowing you to put things off instead of doing them now. It's basically allowing you to get in this rhythm of like making sure that the timing is perfect, making sure that your situation is absolutely the perfect conditions for you to begin something. And that's just not how life works, I've realized, the hard way. <laughs> like, newsflash, it's never going to be the exact right time for anything ever. And you may not even know what that would look like if it was. Like, you don't even know if it's the right time or not. And I definitely fall into this pitfall in a lot of aspects of my life. I've put off breakups because, oh, it's just not the right time. Like I've known that I've needed to break up with someone, but we're going on a trip together. So it's like, oh, well, I don't want to ruin the trip. Oh, but then it's Valentine's Day. Oh, but then it's my birthday. No, it's like there's never going to be the right time. I'll also buy things sometimes that I probably can't afford because I think, oh, it's fine. I'll just force myself like to make more money next month. Like I'll just make more money next month, you know, in a or like, oh, in a year I'll be able to afford this or buy, you know, a new car or whatever. It's like that is forward thinking and that's great, but it's also putting it off. It's like saying, oh, well, my situation's only temporary. But the problem is that what is temporary will eventually become permanent unless you change something now. And that is just the truth. We cannot keep postponing our progress. If it's temporary, it will become permanent if you don't make a change because it's never going to be the right time to make that change, right? So instead of saying like, my current situation won't allow it right now, but it's only temporary, we're going to switch to the liberating truth of, I don't have to wait until my circumstances change to get started and make progress. Because I also always talk about the fact that you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. I love that quote because I think it's something that I struggle with again where it's really hard for me to start something if I don't feel like I see the whole, you know, journey mapped out. If I don't feel like I see the end or I I don't know where it's going or I don't have a plan, it's really hard for me to take a first step. And I've learned recently that sometimes you just got to do it because taking that first step also helps you learn and make mistakes and learn lessons that, you know, if you waited and waited until you planned out the whole thing, it's not going to go according to plan anyway. Things never fully go according to plan. So, you know, it's helpful and useful to just start taking steps now, even if it's not the perfect situation, because you're going to make progress. Whereas if you sit and do nothing and wait for your circumstances to become ideal or become perfect, then you're just screwing yourself over and you're not making any progress, right? And last but not least, the number seven is I'm not good with technology. So for us younger folk, this is probably not so much a limiting belief we have, but it's more so that like technology can be overwhelming. 
And I know that I feel that. I feel like I'm good with technology, but I feel like it's so overwhelming. Our phones, our laptops, all these apps, they're designed to make your life easier, to make you more productive. But what I find sometimes is it does kind of the opposite. Having so many apps to choose from to organize my day is too much. It's I just want it to be simplified. It ends up being so complicated. There are too many options, too much customization. You know, for some people that's good, but for others it's too much. You just want a simple, effective productivity strategy. You don't need like all these new gadgets and all these new apps because it's too much to keep track of. <laughs> so it's just funny how it's like, you know, it's supposed to increase productivity, all this technology, but it, it can actually end up being more difficult to be productive and a lot you know, more overwhelming. And for a lot of people also, like, they really do believe that in order to be more productive, you need to be able to adapt to this changing technology, the apps, the computers, the phones, everything, you know, that's, that's tech, techy and new. But the truth is that you just don't, like, no matter what age you are, or, or you know, if you are like, I, I don't understand my phone, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. That's okay. You do not have to adapt to that. If it's overwhelming for you, don't do it. Whatever system of productivity, calendar planning works for you is the system you should adopt. It does not matter if you choose to physically write things down in a planner or use a planning app. It doesn't matter. And I think that people get really stressed out when they think either, you know, I'm not good with technology or I must be good with technology in order to be more productive. And that's just not the truth. It's just a belief that people have that is could not be farther from the truth, actually. So just because someone is talking about the coolest new productivity app, if it doesn't help you, it doesn't help you. Try switching your belief from I'm not good with technology or, you know, technology is overwhelming, I can't adapt, to true productivity doesn't require complex technology or systems. It's more about aligning my daily activities with my priorities and I can do that. So that is the seventh one. And those are all seven actually of the most common productivity related limiting beliefs so um if you guys listened to this episode go over on instagram and dm me or take a screenshot of the episode and tag the self-made ceo and let me know which of these seven you think you have if you have any of them i definitely have a lot of these or did and i'm working on you know really shifting them Uh, but i'd be curious to see like if you guys resonated with this at all and i'm so excited to continue reading this book and really just start to become the most productive that I can. I want to become a productivity master. And I want to talk a lot more on the podcast about productivity because I do think there's a huge misconception around productivity that it really means doing more, like achieving more, 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 like crossing off more tasks on your to-do list in one given day. But it's really not about quantity at all. It's about focusing on the correct, the right tasks that are going to be needle pushers that are actually going to be big ticket high value tasks that will bring you more fulfillment or more happiness or more money and whatever it is that you know is fulfilling to you whatever success is to you so I'm going to talk a lot more about productivity in the future but that wraps up this episode I want to remind you guys that I have a YouTube channel well I have multiple YouTube channels but I have a YouTube channel where I upload the video versions of this podcast over on the self-made CEO podcast YouTube page I will link that in the show notes and I also have a super secret super fun Facebook group it's also linked in the show notes Um, join that I want to be able to have discussions I want you guys to be able to talk to each other I want to talk to you in a more intimate setting So go over and join that if you guys would like and 
All of these links are down below for the book. Uh, remember, more info on my Bali trip is also linked down below and the survey for my mini course. So thank you guys so, so much for listening. Thank you for all your positive feedback. Please, if you have a spare second in your day, go on over to iTunes and leave me a review and a rating. That would help so, so much with getting this podcast out to the most possible people. So thank you guys so much for being here. I'll see you in the next episode. Love you so much. Bye. Hey, my dark darlings. Hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos. We're a small crew here at Something Scary, so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule. So that's why I wanna tell you about our sponsor, Monday.com. Monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere. I really enjoy the visual ease of using Monday.com. It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when and helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.